This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool are into the quarter-finals of the FA Cup after they beat Norwich City 2-1 thanks to a Takumi Minamino brace. You're listening to the post-game podcast with Patrick Smith as Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool side featuring 10 changes from the Carabao Cup final victory ensured the hunts for the quadruple is still on. Japan international Minamino struck twice in the first half as the Reds cruised to what looked to be a routine victory until Norwich mounted a late comeback out of nowhere thanks to a thunderbolt from Lucas Rupp who was immediately subbed off for his efforts. It's the first time Liverpool have been in the FA Cup semi-final for seven years and should they win in the next round they'll book themselves another trip to Wembley. The draw for the quarterfinals will take place on Thursday before Everton's tie with non-league Boreham Wood with the Reds in the hat along with Chelsea and Man City amongst others. But stick around here on the post-game podcast as we'll bring you all the reaction from Anfield, Paul Gorst's verdict, Jurgen Klopp's press conference and the reaction from Reds fans Mike Holt, Stephen Dawson, Samuel Thomas, Ross Strachan and Mark Baker. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Liverpool are into the quarter-finals of the FA Cup after a 2-1 win here at Anfield against Norwich City this evening. Uh, Takumi Minamino's first half goals were enough for the Reds despite Lucas Rupp's efforts in the final 15 minutes or so. Um, no hangover from the Carabao Cup win on Sunday. Uh, Jürgen Klopp made 10 changes in total for this one. Jordan Henderson was the only one to keep his place and uh, Liverpool uh, deserved the win in fairness. It's probably Takumi Minamino's best game for Liverpool since he signed from Red Bull Salzburg over two years ago. Harvey Elliott came on half-time for Curtis Jones and he was outstanding as well. Um, Sadio Mane and Luis Diaz also got on the pitch as Jürgen Klopp looked to avoid the potential of extra time following Rupp's uh, goal inside the final 15 minutes. But other than a sloppy 10 or 15 minute period towards the end of the game, Liverpool were in control for most of the game and should have walked away uh, more with a more comfortable victory. Uh, Diogo Jota headed over in the second half, uh, probably should have had a penalty as well. Ben Gibson handled the shot from Jota, but ultimately Liverpool comfortable uh, through to the last eight. Uh, the draw is uh, tomorrow evening, we'll find out who Liverpool have got in the quarterfinals before a potential semi-final at Wembley. Uh, another trip to Wembley now on the horizon and uh, you can tell uh, uh, the fans at the cup end certainly believe that that is now a possibility as they sang uh, about another visit to Wembley after Sunday's uh, epic penalty shootout win against Chelsea. Uh, not too much to say about this game in all honesty, um, fairly comfortable against the much changed Norwich who uh, obviously fighting for survival in the Premier League, that is their main concern at the moment. Um, yeah, Klopp was able to make wholesale changes, uh, as we say, Jordan Henderson the only one keeping his place. Uh, so that meant starts for Joe Gomez, who was excellent on the night, Ibu Konate alongside them. Simakas at right back, James Milner filling in at right back with uh, Henderson in midfield alongside Curtis Jones and Alex Oxley chamberlain Jones was replaced uh, at half-time for Elliot. Not sure if there was an injury there or not or whether it was pre-planned. We will be hearing more from Jürgen Klopp about that, I'm sure. But ultimately, another night where Jürgen Klopp has been able to use uh, the full remit of his squad and it was a fairly comfortable um, move into the uh, last eight of the FA Cup. Liverpool are one cup down, they've got another two in the sights. And of course, the Premier League is uh, still within grasp as well. So Liverpool going great guns at the moment. A lot to be positive about around Anfield, but uh, this evening they'll be fairly happy just to come away with a comfortable win in the end. As we say, Liverpool, uh, you know, uh, never really looked like they were going to get anything other than a victory from this one. Even Owen for uh, a sloppy 10 or 15 minutes towards the end, but finished here in Anfield. Liverpool 2, Norwich City 1. 
post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. They're going to reach in the quarterfinals. In the end and overall, how tough was it to just get through that tonight? Tough, because it's a football game against the Premier League side. Um, we had to make 10 changes because of the 120 plus 40 minutes penalty shootout on, on Sunday. Um, it was that was an exhausting night mentally and physically. So we had to make changes to have a chance tonight. We needed a couple of minutes to, to get into the game. Um, Norwich had kind of a kickstart again, like they had in a Premier League game, but from a specific moment on, we controlled the game and um, played like we had to play, like easy and simple passes to, 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 to drag them out a little bit, to find then the, the gaps, to find the half spaces. And from there, um, because there were real problems, could have had good moments and scored two wonderful goals. Second half, uh, pretty similar. We should have scored um, earlier, closing the game, but that didn't happen. And all of a sudden, they score their goal. And then you have to fight to bring it over the line. That's what we did. And that's absolutely fine. And it um, was a tough game. We expected that. That's why we brought in 10 uh, fresh players. And um, it was good. Um, we spoke in the build-up about players being ready to take opportunities when they're given to them. So what's your assessment of how Takumi Minamino took his opportunity to impress this evening? <laughs> yeah, his impression was obvious with scoring two goals and not only that, he had a lot of more top, top, top football moments. He was a constant threat tonight. He was mobile, he was um, quick, he was technically on an incredible high level. It was really windy tonight and when you then saw the, how he controlled the balls when, when, when he had to bring down the, the high balls, whatever. It was all really, really, really good. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I know how good he is and tonight he showed it to the public again, which is absolutely great. Um, so others. Other really, really top performances. Curtis played a, a really good first half, for example. Um, we had to take him off because he felt the, the thigh slightly. I don't think it's real injury, but there was no need to take a risk. And um, that's why we brought in Harvey on. All was good. Thanks, Jürgen. Well done. Thanks, Vinny. We'll, Thanks, we'll go to uh, Masatoshi, given that uh, we've just spoken about Taki. That's Masatoshi for the next question. I need to take the mute off if you don't mind, sir. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Eugen. Um, was it uh, Taki's best game so far? Maybe. Um, it was an exceptional game, for sure. Um, so, uh, because he looked extremely sharp. He showed all the things um, he knows for sure he has in him. And now he showed it tonight. To the public, it was a really a complete performance. I have to say that uh, the two goals were great, but uh, all the rest, what he did, was top class as well. Yeah, was really, was really good. You know, just he played like a final, didn't he? You know, uh, he showed aggression, determination, and you know, desire to play for Liverpool. Uh, I, I felt you know, his uh, desire. Absolutely. He shows everything. He has everything. So that's that's how it is. But that's why he's our player. Um, and it's like it is. If you, Taki came in if in a difficult time, um, Corona, was, uh, 
yeah, full throttle, um, no supporters in the stadium, a good football team, obviously, which was, was used to a lot of things, had had good moments, played really good football, but now we need time, and in the moment he looks like I'm absolutely on the peak of, of the things he can do, and um, I'm very, very happy for him that he can show that, because um, obviously this is a more difficult situation than Takis out there in the world, but it's obviously not so easy to be in and out, and sometimes um, these kind of things, but when he's, his character is obviously top class, means when he when he's needed, he's, uh, or when I give him the opportunity, then he's absolutely he's delivering on top class level, I'm really happy. Thank you. We've got to Neil, Chris, and Carl to finish. Neil. Hi, yeah, again. Just on Taki, obviously he spent the second half of last season out on loan. Was there ever a chance that he might have left either either last summer or in January? Because obviously, as you say yourself, it's difficult to to come in and out and maybe not get the chances that your, your talent maybe deserves. Well, what's the question? Do you ask me about was there a chance he could have left because obviously he went home in the last summer? Yeah, or, or in January. We, no, we didn't think about it. You don't. I don't think he thought about it. So um, no. Okay. Thanks, Neil. Chris, and then we're going to finish with Cal. Yeah, yeah. Can it was just that um, every time you brought players in who maybe haven't been playing regularly, they just stepped up so much. I mean, it, it, you could have been a the theme of this season. That's really helped you be in the position you are. That's the reason. Yeah, right. That's the reason for the situation we are in. Um, we um, have this kind of mentality and, and, and character in, in the squad. Um, I said another good example is Curtis Jones, who, who, who played an exceptional game tonight, um, and all these kind of things. Joe Gomez, we don't have to discuss his quality, obviously, and he showed it again tonight. Um, and that's 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 exactly what we need. That's exactly what we. Um, to be successful in the long term. Nobody knows what will happen this year, but in the long term, we need this kind of quality. And um, the boys have to be ready for these kind of... They don't fight each other for a position, but they have to fight to be the, their best version. And then they have a good chance to be um, in, the, in the lineup for the weekend, but no guarantee. And um, that means you have to do it again and again and again until you get that opportunity and then you have to show up. And that's what the boys did. Thanks, Chris. And final question, Carl Markham. Hi, Jürgen. Um, it's another tacky question, I'm afraid. Um, considering the part he's played in your cup runs this season, just how, how disappointed was he not to even get on at Wembley? And was that sort of you know, a motivation for him coming into the side tonight? For sure, very disappointing. I can imagine. I can imagine. Didn't speak to him about it. These are the, the, the hard decisions I have to make for the for which lineup I decide for. It's actually my decision, a very positive one, because I decide for the player. Um, but it means for other players that they are not involved, and that's um, obviously then not not so cool. And um, but how tucky is? I don't think that was the reason why he. Played the good tonight. Uh, is is a person for this kind of anger or whatever? But it's just the situation he's in, and um, obviously the decision for the lineup on Sunday was kind of the right one because we won the game in the end. Um, and that's then how it is. Uh, my my decisions they get tested by the results we can we 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 can get. And the players have just to keep working. That's how it is. There's 
So best for me is a the player of Liverpool FC is actually the best place you can be. Um, but it means you have to deal with situations you would not have to deal maybe somewhere else because there you play all the time, but then you have no chance to play a final maybe or maybe more finals. Maybe it's not so easy to, or you have no chance to win a silverware. So that's a decision the players have to make, but there's always, the door is always open because you will have get your chances and then you have to deliver. And um, then you are part of, and Taki was a massive part of the whole journey um, uh, in the Carabao Cup. And that he didn't play in the final might have um, might have been hard for him in the moment, but in the long term, when he looks back, he just won the Carabao Cup in Liverpool, and that's a, a really good thing. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Mike Holt from Go on the Match podcast with my review on Liverpool two, Norwich City one. Um, sees the Reds go through to the next round. Well, the quarterfinals um, is now um, of the FA Cup. Um, yeah, but may- maybe not the sort of result that everyone was expecting, um, especially given that first half performance where I thought we were really good. Um, you know, we obviously Klopp's gone into this fixture of changing it up a little bit, um, like he had to by playing the um, the team that he did in the Carabao Cup final. Um, Obviously, giving more people a chance as well, um, which is what you want to see. Um, you know, the, all these cups that we've got this far in, obviously winning the Carabao Cup of the weekend, FA Cup, we're getting this far now. I think this is now the furthest we've got under Jürgen um, in the FA Cup. And it's just going to show that we're using the squad as much as we can. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like I say, first half performance... First half, we were we we were obviously more dominant. We were creating more chances, um, but you know we had Curtis Jones hit the bar. But Norwich did have a few moments, um, a bit like the league game a couple of weeks ago, where Puki was in on goal at one point um, in the first half in the league game, and he was today. Um, if he was a bit more clinical, maybe the Puki of a few seasons ago, we might have put that one away. So, you know, as as dominant as we were, um, they had their chances. Um, obviously, we go 1-0 up with um, Minamino. Um, I thought Origi did really well to control it and bring it down in the box for Taki to slot it away. <laughs> really great finish, you know, um, full of power. Um, and then the second goal, not the same, but in the sort of... Same dynamic, um, same technique that he took it. Um, another powerful shot falls to him at the edge of the box and he slots it away very nicely. Um, yeah, made up for him. Um, especially um, given the celebrations that he got at Wembley. People are appreciating that his performances in the cup got us there um, as well. You know, it's just going to show that he's been really useful in the FA Cup as too, so... Yeah, both of his goals, he took them really well. Um, and second half, we didn't really start. Well, we popped the, first, the start of the second half, we did start the same, but then through the last half an hour, I feel like when Henderson came off, we started to lose a lot of confidence. Um, and Norwich started to get on top quite a bit. Um, and obviously, they get that goal back, which was a really good shot, to be honest. Um, wasn't particularly pleased with Gomez. Um I felt like he should have come out and pressed 
um, Preston before he took the shot. But, you know, not to get anything away from the goal, it was a good strike. Um, and then that kind of left the last 10 minutes. Not nervy, I'd say. I think we were we were in possession. We were in control. But we had shaky moments. Um, and I don't want to be too hypercritical because a lot of these lads don't play with each other week in, week out. You know, you go through that starting eleven. Obviously, Allison comes in. Um, like I say, he couldn't really do. Much. I thought the the, sh- the shot was a good shot. Um, Milner right back. Yeah, you know when you're asking a how old are you now, thirty six, um, thirty seven year old lad to play it right back. You know he does a good job. I think. Um, truth be told, Simicast. I-, I felt sorry for Simicast today because there was moments in the game where he got into good positions he was overlapping especially in the second half and he just needed someone to just slide him in and he didn't get it and you could see he was getting a bit frustrated um so i felt a bit sorry for simicast today i don't think he sort of demanded the ball as much as someone like robertson would um canardi and gomez as a centre-back partnership is um something that i watched quite intensely in the game um Tough to summarise because they weren't dreadful, but they weren't filling me with confidence. If anything, I'd probably say Gomez was the better in the first half and Canari was the better in the second half. And like I say, it's not because they were they weren't awful, but on on the ball they don't look you know you don't they don't fill you with confidence. Um the touch wasn't great, the the distribution wasn't fantastic. And like I say, I don't want to be too hypercritical because they don't play with each other week in week out but I think it's definitely something that they, they need to work on um, distribution um, and calmness uh, midfield uh, Curtis Jones like I say I thought he was absolutely superb at first half so lively little touches in and around the box um, change of direction I thought he was absolutely brilliant um, and I really hope he gets more game time um, but it does sound like he's gone off with an injury there for Harvey Elliott at half time which is a shame um, Henderson thought he was really good and like I say I think the game slightly changed when he came off Oxlade-Chamberlain again really disappointed I'm getting a bit frustrated with saying it now um, again not that he was awful it's just he's not He's not stamping down a place in um, this starting eleven, um, and I, it's funny because you, you're seeing from his Carabao Cup celebrations, he, he didn't look too pleased. But you can't look, you can't be having that sort of attitude. And then when you're given your chance, he's not great. So, you know, he sort of, he sort of got to um, take it with a pinch of salt, to be honest. Because in the Norwich game in the league a couple of weeks ago, he wasn't great either. You know, he was probably worse actually. Um, and he, he just didn't really stand out for me today, which I'm really disappointed of again. And uh, the front three, obviously Minamino probably end is man of the match. Uh, Arigi thought he was, you know, he got himself around the pitch. Um, hasn't played for a long time, to be fair. So it was nice to see him play. Um, and, and, and obviously the, the players coming off the bench, you know, Manage, Tyler Mortons. Um, it's just too good to see um, these lads coming off. The bench just you know get us through the game. Diaz looked so lively when he came on, um, and you'd imagine he'll go straight back. Oh, Jota's the one I forgot about. Sorry, yeah, Jota, yeah, he missed a good chance in the second half, the back post, the header. Um, but obviously he's been out of an injury or a little knock there as well. So I think it's quite encouraging for us to just see that he got, 
you know, 80 minutes, whatever it was, um, under his belt there. And, and, you know, hopefully he'll be starting again at the weekend against West Ham. Um, I mean, overall, we just got the job done. That's all that matters. Um, shake up with the team, give some lads like Salah, Yvan Dykes, people like that a rest. Go into the West Ham game the weekend, half five on a Saturday. Won't be an easy game, that. Really won't be an easy game, but I'm pretty confident we'll get the get the win. And obviously with City playing United, let's hope United do us a favour for a change. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's FA Cup win at Norwich. I watched this one at Carragher's in New York. Um, new location for Carragher's uh, if you're in the Big Apple. It's uh, further downtown towards the Freedom Tower. Big space, great place to catch up with displaced scousers and uh, Liverpool fans from all over the world who congregate in uh, New York. I thought the perfect starting eleven for Jürgen. It was a great opportunity to get um, a second string eleven out, I suppose, given the the difficulties that we had at the weekend in terms of extra time and getting everyone to. Uh, to really stretch themselves over 120 minutes plus penalties so we've got the depth of squad now where we can now I think genuinely play a second string side and still have some flow and not too big a drop off I think there's an experienced group of players now that have been together long enough such that there is still some uh, some fluidity and rhythm about aside even though they don't play together so much but they all know each other quite well now and I think it, it was borne out quite nicely today um, pick on three players defence midfield and attack I thought defensively it was good to see Joe Gomez back and I thought he played well and I think it's really important that we we keep him happy because to have four world class central defenders like we have is very important and I think Joe Gomez is certainly that. He's, he's England class, and we need to keep him. And I thought he had, I thought he had a strong game, and tackled well. And I think his uh, distribution was good as well. I think in midfield, I was curious as to why Curtis Jones came off. I think there must be an injury there. Hopefully not too serious. But Harvey Elliott is a is a good player, isn't he? He comes on and. He works hard and he's just got that quality that not every young player has. You can see he's special and you hope he continues to develop because he could be a, a legitimate star for Liverpool in the coming years. And I, I think he played very well you know, against a side like Norwich. Norwich, obviously not a world-class outfit, but, you know, they're... they're they're not, they're not useless. And he scored a goal at Anfield and, and Harvey Elliott just looked full of confidence. And I think this is, this is somebody who, you know, can, can, can really go on and lead Liverpool in the years to come. And I, I think doing exactly the right thing and getting him plenty of exposure. Then um, up front, even before Minamino scored his first goal, I think it was quite apparent that he was playing very well. He seemed to also have a great deal of confidence. He was slotting the ball around nicely. And maybe, you know, he, he is uh, approaching that situation where he's, he's a le- legitimate, not starter, I don't think he's ever going to be a starter for Liverpool, but he's a legitimate um, rotation forward in the same way that, you know, Luis Diaz is and um, Diogo Jota and perhaps even Bobby Firmino these days. I suspect we'll 
probably buy a striker in the summer, which means we're going to be well staffed up front. I think probably Div will leave. Div Okarigi will leave the club, but I think Minamino is is shown whenever he's played that he can score goals and he can contribute. Of course, he's out of rhythm from time to time, but today he didn't look that way at all. He looked he looked to fit in very very well. And it was, I think, deserving that he scored a couple of goals because even without those goals, he played well throughout the game. And I think that was, uh, yeah, really, really good to see. The only, the last thing I'd say was um, Sadio Mane and Luis Diaz coming on at the same time. But Diaz's impact was far more significant. Two, maybe even three shots on goal. Looked impressive, looked sprightly, didn't he? Causing the defence problems and Sadio didn't and um, I don't know what to read into that exactly I'm not sure that it's there's enough data there or enough evidence to conclude anything significant but you're starting to see Sadio maybe um, maybe on the wane uh, might be a good time to get a decent amount of money for him oh, I still love him <laughs> he's a great player presses so hard works so hard but um, Luis Diaz you know, comes in and it's going to be a difficult decision week in, week out for Jurgen Klopp as to which one to start and, and who gets the most game time. But uh, that's a good problem to have, as they say. At Galasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. Samuel Thomas here, just outside Anfield now. Lovely night in the Annie Road end. Uh, obviously Liverpool 2, Norwich 1, where to start? Um... And it was a really, really sluggish performance, as you as you kind of expect after the cup final win on Sunday and, and all that that brings. Um, not much tempo, not much intensity there. But to be brutally honest, you don't need that against against that Norwich side at the moment. The the ultimate yo-yo club don't know which league they want to be in, um, and themselves don't bring a lot of quality. Um, obviously, the biggest the biggest scare was obviously maybe going behind and and them sitting deep, but. So we, even though we didn't have too much tempo in that first half, we controlled the game really well. Um, scored two fairly straightforward goals, really, from indirectly from set pieces. Um, and it's not not strange, but I can't remember a, a top team like we are in the league um, and across Europe, really, being so kind of have set, having such a super strength from from the set piece. Um, and even though we are obviously above average in open play, it seems as though. Most teams are, are quite fearful, even when even when we've got that, those dead ball situations. So that's again another string to our bow and another thing to to be wary of for other teams. Um, and yeah, going in at the break two, no, I thought we were cruising. Um, didn't think Diaz and Mane would would get on the pitch or or Robson really. I know Robson didn't, but um, it turned into a, a, a nervy last ten minutes when when Rupp scored for them. Kind of against the run of play, we didn't create an awful lot throughout the game really and especially in the second half um, thought we did well in the end dig deep control the last kind of 10-15 minutes and, and get the win um, if anything it shows how hard it is to to, to compete on all four fronts and, and Klopp has, has been reluctant to do it in his tenure so far um, and all the statistics show you I mean no English team's ever won the quadruple um, and I know we're a long long way from, from doing that ourselves but it just shows how hard it is even when you're competing for all the domestic cups and, and the leagues and the Champions League and what have you um, it's very difficult to kind of assemble a squad that's capable of um, of doing that on a weekly basis 
well not even a weekly basis kind of a <laughs> on a three-day cycle assembling a, a squad that has the quality and the the know-how as well to to grind out results um and obviously pep's found it a bit easier with his unlimited funds but i think we're getting there now where we've got the depth to to compete and that's possibly why you see you see teams like like tonight still able to to get results and obviously in the hat for the quarter final um no chelsea scraped through tonight obviously city are in the hat as well um but on a i say a back is again against either of those on our day um and yeah not not too much more to report really um i was really happy for minamino actually because i thought it was a bit harsh on him not not even getting any minutes in the in the league cup i know there's kind of a big big deal made of Kelleher and how Stock, how Klopp was sticking with him for the final um, but I think Minamino certainly in the role that he played in getting us there certainly deserves some minutes and I'm not sure why kind of Klopp's sentiment stop, starts and ends at the keeper in that regard um, but yeah not saying I wasn't happy for Kelleher of course I was but I'd love to see Minamino get a few minutes and I mean he showed tonight what what he can do um, when when given a bit, bit more time than maybe you get in the Premier League and um, as I say, he's, he's making himself into maybe a cup specialist where, okay, the opposition is, is weaker, but that's obviously a bit more physical, but his, um, his technical quality really, really sh kind of shone through this evening. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what, see what you guys think of it as well. Um, okay, it was a sluggish performance, but ultimately the, the kind of win was, was all that we needed to get and we did just enough to get that. Um, I thought Ox was, was pretty good tonight as well. Um, I mean, Diaz, I know he's only on for 15 minutes or so, but he just looks electric every time he gets the ball. Really exciting to see him in a, in a starting line with maybe Yotta in the in nine position and, and Salah, Salah on the right wing. Um, I think that could do some serious damage going forward. Um, but yeah, looking forward to, to West Ham now on the weekend. Hoping we can carry on a, a good form in the league. Um, and maybe even City slip up on the weekend, who knows? But um, yeah, thanks guys. Uh, good win for the Red Men, still in the hat, still competing on all four fronts, and yeah, hoping to make history. Cheers. A 2 1 victory for the Reds at Anfield this evening. Not a classic, but they're in the next round, they're in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, and the momentum of this season continues. Wasn't a classic, I don't think, there this evening, but probably an element of tiredness and whatnot after what was a really real battle at the weekend uh, to win the League Cup I'm, I'm still tired myself after the week's the weekend's festivities so I'm sure the players are feeling it too there was plenty of changes uh, but Minamino done himself no a uh, lot of favours there today but two goals in the first half looked really lively probably one of our better players um, two really good goals the first one in particular great teamwork great passing move the second one Minamino smashed it in and we're 2-0 up and you think we're cruising it wasn't we weren't playing brilliant some sloppy passing no, nothing real clear cut chances really but apart from the goals that we scored but we we let Norwich get back into the game in that second half the, the passing continued to be a little bit sloppy couple of changes were made by Klopp but Norwich somehow got back into the game um, sloppy goal defenders backed off Gomez probably should have done a bit better but all in all let's not really dwell on that too much we're in the hat that's all that matters at this point in the season 
a quarter-final FA Cup in the bag. We've got Inter Milan next week at home. Should be a quarter-final for the European Championships in the bag there. A big game. West Ham in the league on Saturday. The momentum for the season's building. We win, we win. We go on to the next game. So it's West Ham, Saturday, and we go again. Come on, Liverpool! Liverpool winning the FA Cup, comfortable win I felt against Norwich in the end and obviously they progressed with hopes of getting to a second cup final come the end of the year. But the thing I really wanted to touch on today was just the competition for places in Liverpool's side, which is probably at its all-time high. I mean, I don't think I've experienced the Liverpool squad, which has got the depth of depth numerically of quality throughout the units of the team. And, and I don't think Klopp's ever experienced that in his management career either. And I think it's often looked at when people talk about, obviously Manchester City are held as the barometer of having players in all different areas and quality operators to come in. So the if someone is extracted from the side, the, it's a seamless transition when somebody comes in. And it's often been labelled at Liverpool that they haven't had that comparable quality. And that's probably been true across the squad. The drop-off when players are out world-class talents compared to the players that come in have probably been a couple of levels below, really. But I think what sometimes gets forgotten about is Klopp is very much a manager who one of his biggest strengths is, you would imagine, is his motivation of a squad, his harmony that he can create in a squad and obviously the, the squad wanting to play for him. And a lot of that is achieved by him having a close-knit squad, a close-knit group of players in which his most invaluable players will play the most minutes, but he'll also have players who can come off the fringes of the team who are who are happy to take up them positions and understand that that is their role in the squad and there isn't that disharmony, particularly of having major stars on the substitute bench who, who feel they should be playing more minutes and then obviously that can cause negativity that runs throughout the squad. So as much as fans sometimes look at it from the outside and they think to themselves, we need more of these players, more quality, which is true to an extent. A manager will always factor in, and especially a manager like Klopp, who counts so much on his man management skills, his ability to extract the most out of players and keep a harmonious dressing room, will also factor in them kind of things when deciding whether to numerically advance the squad with additional quality so and I think that was shown obviously it's shown by the likes of Joe Gomez this season fantastic player I don't think Liverpool have ever had a better fourth choice centre half and Klopp will know that and I don't think it'll be in a particular position he's enjoying leaving Gomez on the fringes of things but that's such as the quality of the squad and if Liverpool keep winning the harmony will stay but there will come a point where if Mata Kanati and Van Dijk stay fit and continue to be select the header Gomez when it'll be inevitable that he would then move on from the club and that's I suppose what having strength and quality does and it was again surprising if we move to another unit of the team for me that Curtis Jones was left out of the uh, the cup final squad I'm a massive fan of Curtis Jones I think he's going to be a massive player for Liverpool and, and could have a massive part to play in the final of the season as well I think outstanding technically his ability to use different parts of his feet to protect the ball he can travel he it very rarely loses possession, makes good decisions in possession, can take more risks with the ability he's got, and I believe that'll come over time. But I also think he's a phys- he can be physically a monster as well. I think he covers ground well, has good acceleration for a midfield player, and I just think he's going to be the all-round full package for Liverpool. And also, 
coupled with that, how valuable he'll be as a homegrown player as well in the coming years. I just think he's a super talent and I felt he was outstanding today in the first half and when he came off, I believe, through injury. Obviously, that was a, a point where Liverpool, by no coincidence to me, then the performance deteriorated. Obviously, you have to couple that with a bit of a drop-off because they felt the game was coasting, but definitely an effect of Jones not being on the field of play. And it was a surprise to me. And I don't normally say this, but and I would never normally think this of a manager, but you'd almost felt was it the easy call from Klopp to, to leave Jones out as the homegrown player in that midfield. And, you know, when you look at the likes of Oxlade-Chamberlain making the bench now, Oxlade-Chamberlain is a senior pro at 28, who Liverpool have spent a lot of money for. And again, is it the harmony thing in terms of Klopp? Was Klopp, or is Klopp, likely to use Oxlade-Chamberlain in a midfield three to start ahead of Curtis Jones? The answer for me would be no. It wouldn't be. I think that's been proven with the selections. But then again, you can also factor in if Liverpool are chasing the game later on needing a goal, then Oxlade-Chamberlain is probably the biggest source from midfield. So I'm probably incorrect on that. But even more so, I was surprised when you factored in that obviously Thiago went down in the warm-up and then Harvey Elliott came in, selected the head of Jones. And I feel that Jones at this moment in time, listen, Elliott's no doubt a fantastic player. That's shown by the age of the the age of the player and the fact that it, where he is in, in terms of squad selection but I feel Jones is ahead in, in, in terms of his developments maybe it was a case of Elliot being a, a left-sided player being able to come in from the right-hand side and offered something a little bit different obviously Liverpool have other players who can play in that inside left position in the midfield so there may have been factors but the, I think the point I'm making is that come the running, I can see him being a really big player for Liverpool and I think in the coming seasons as well, depending on what the future of Cater and Oxlade-Chamberlain holds and I think obviously would have been disappointed to be left out the final but I think he's he's got a... and Klopp will have obviously had them conversations with him as part of what a good manager he is about what a big part he can play in the coming weeks and also the, the future of the club really. I just wanted to touch on him because I felt he was outstanding the first half again against minimal opposition but he is, he is a really, really exciting player for Liverpool, there's no question in my mind. And then if we go to the forward positions in terms of the squad strength, Minamino coming in today, couldn't have done any more that's been, than he's done this season every time he's played, he's contributed decisively to the outcome of football matches. And he's a really good player, a really good player who can play across the forward line. And there's no doubt in my mind there'll be clubs who are taking a look at him in the summer. Again, though, is he one of them players who are the ideal sort of player in terms of having the attitude to know they will be a bit part, will play limited minutes and contribute to the success of an elite team? If he is, and he, by all accounts, he seems like a fantastic, have a, have a fantastic persona and personality. And he's someone Liverpool would probably want to keep because he can be so valuable, especially in the cup competitions. Although you would imagine that everything has a time limit in terms of when you're willing to play that role for. And when you want to then advance your career by playing more minutes. So it'll be an interesting one for him in the summer as well. But at this moment in time, what a contribution he's made this season in, in limited minutes. But I think also it's going to be really interesting with Firmino. Still injured, but he will come back in the coming weeks. And I think just the reaction of Sadio Mane in the, the final, and it almost was an interesting one for me because at no point in such a big game or or any time really because they've been so valuable to Liverpool with Mane or Salah ever been ever be taken off in such a in such a difficult game against high quality opposition. There's Liverpool's go-to players, most valuable players in the final fair, but the fact that he was brought off and Luis Diaz had such a brilliant game and has made such a fantastic impression 
made me wonder how the next couple of months are going to play out in terms of what Liverpool's first choice forward line would be. Obviously, Slaz is shooing on the left-hand side. He's going to be the one who plays all the minutes. But how are them other two positions going to be constructed? Because obviously, he's placed Manny in that central role. Uh, away from his normal left-sided position and you would normally think that you would imagine that that front three pairing based on this season would be Jota Central, Manny on the left and Salah on the right but such has been Luis Diaz's performance he's almost demanded that he starts and you know every game that you play that you don't see him on the team sheet you just feel Liverpool are weaker for it at this moment in time and it sounds ridiculous compared to the three players who you know, one of the, one of either Manius or Giotta who wouldn't play because of that. But I really do think he could be forcing the issue, which may mean in the end that it's a straight fight for that central role between Manny, Giotta and Firmino. And again, how does Klopp manage that, keeping the equilibrium of everyone happy whilst also selecting the right sides to go and win Liverpool as much as they can come towards now and the end of the season and I just think it'll be fascinating because I don't feel you've had players of that status all competing for limited positions in Klopp's reign as a Liverpool manager in his career so how he manages that will probably be a really big test of him behind the scenes as much as it is on the field of play so there were just some of the thoughts from me that come out of the game obviously excellent that Liverpool advanced but I'll be really interested in the coming weeks how he manages the squad You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.